Okay, good morning. Good morning. So we left off last week with finishing uh, really topics of Achim, of brotherhood, and Achdos, things with, which unite, unite families and unite the Jewish people. I um, actually got some even emails, calls about from online, like people, it, it's, it's a topic that resonates. And I think deep down, we all recognize and we're cognizant that the importance of unity and the importance of strong family bonds and the fact that certain individuals, certain families lack that, nobody celebrates that. Nobody who is functional and happy um, and normal is happy to be in discord or having lack of unity in their family dynamic, whether it's with their in-laws, brother-in-laws, sister-in-laws, immediate family, uh, father family. It's not a good feeling. And and anyone who's honest with themselves is cognizant. Same thing with the Jewish people. Everyone wants unity. Uh, we, as we discussed last week, um, really to, call, to have that, you ask anyone, you know, we just talked, you know, elections in Israel, obviously that, that has a big ramification, but and you ever talk to Jewish people, of course, everyone wants unity, but the question is how to get there, right? Talk is not cheap. Talk is something. Better to talk about unity than discord. But at the end of the day, what's really important is action. And so what the Pelagates taught, taught us last week, the past couple of weeks, was how to achieve that. Uh, today, I'm not sure, we'll probably just do the short topic, uh, which is Apikuris. Now, Apikuris... Um, is a little bit of a stronger topic. And, and Epicurus, the Aruch brings down, comes from Epicurean. Like Epicure, right? Not, uh, is that really, like, you know, is there like a, uh, a, a cosmetic that way, probably, something like that? Or, or stores? But it comes, of course, from the concept to live, enjoy life. It was, it was a, started in, in the Greeks, Epicureans, where, where people, where the philosophy that eat, drink, and be merry because tomorrow we die. Well, people who had that perspective were, were led to something called the apikorsis, which is actually halachic uh, classification. Says the Pelaya, it's apikoris, whom apikoris is from the groups which is delineated in the end of Mesechus Sanhedrin, which the Rambam brings lahalacha in Hilchas uh, Tshuva, from the few groups that do not merit the world to come. The default for a Jew is the world to come. But you could actually lose that. Now I will say that many people today uh, who fall into this category, it's they're, they're, they're what you call Tina Kishinishba, uh, people who really have no prior knowledge. Um, and that perhaps, according to many opinions, can be a mitigating factor. But the fact is, to be this classification is a terrible classification. And Apicorus is a Jew that could lose the, per, the portion to the world to come. Now, just importantly, we're not talking about Olam Habar today, but when we talk about every, when we say Shiloh Asani Goy in the morning, every Jew, no matter where they are in this world, has a spark, has a Nitzitz in the world to come. But a portion in the world to come is a, va- is a very different thing. A portion means you have your own house. You have your own place in the world to come. There will be homeless Jews in the world to come because they're a Jew. They're, they're, there's a part of a, Jew, of a Jewish soul that can never be cut off from the world to come. But to lose your world to come essentially takes away your own house. You're dependent on other people, other things in the world to come. It's a pretty serious thing. So what does it mean exactly? Fimash Shapir Chazal 
The way the Gemara, the way the Talmud explains what an apikoros is, listen to the words of Pagayetz, many stumble and fall. It's pretty serious stuff. Hashem should help these people atone. Shamra Amr, the Talmud says this is Sanhedrin, Zadi Tesem, it bays. How do you find apikoros? These rabbis, these, you know, these, these yeshiva students, these rabbis, denigrated, which, you know, and said in a way that they're terrible people. Um, I, I, I've never heard a person tell me this flat out, but I've heard people say, I've seen people write this, parasites, Bums, you know, or parochial, old-fashioned, you know, people who like uh, are uninformed, or worse, and they go to certain places about Balagas for or to Amar. What do they do for us? What good are they? You know, we'd be better without them. Or any form of debasing and denigrating Torah scholars. Um, is makes a person apicurus. Now, why would a person denigrate Torah scholars? So, when I actually gave my, my history series, um, one of the things that I pointed out is the early Haskalah, the first thing they did in Galicia, you know, Bach, Bear Levinson, uh, all of these Chavra in Galicia, the reform was a little bit different. The reform, there was no, when the reform started in Germany, the rabbinate uh, was extraordinarily weak. In relatively weak in Germany, and it was not dealing with a very powerful rabbi. Now there were great scholars in Germany, but they really had a very little power. Uh, the, in in Galicia, and in where the, the Haskalah would start before it had it get to Ro- Russia, places like Brody Galicia, there was very strong rabbinate, and the, and the first things that the, the scholar did was to attack the rabbinate, especially the Hasidic rabbinate. They went after the Hasidim like crazy. Why did they do that? Why would they do that? Undermine their cover. Mm, what, but why, what, what's, the, what's the reason to do that? Take away their legitimacy. And, and if you're not legitimate, then we can do whatever we want. Right? Then you can be an Epicurean. If you have people telling you you have to do this and do this and do this and do this, so they're, they, 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 not only for, for others, but for you. Right? It's, it's, so they, they mocked, uh, they, they attacked, they vilified uh, they vilified, and, and part of it was to free themselves from the shackles, in their words, of this medieval, medieval you know, dark, everything is dark, you know, I, I, dark, black, they weren't talking about the dress code, dark and black, right, you know, closed-minded, non-progressive rabbis, who are the biggest damagers, and what, what Chazal tell us, is without without a connection to Torah, a Jew will be lost in this world. Without a, a Jew connecting to Torah, that the, the, a Jew will become an Olam Hazad Jew, and he'll get no Olam Haba. <laughs> it's the Torah which allows us to get to the world to come. So there's a tremendous danger. And by the way, this, this danger, don't think it's just by non-religious Jews. Plenty of this goes for religious Jews, and even in the Haredi world, even in the world that you would imagine has all Das Torah world, it doesn't, there's plenty of, if it exists, it's existed since the time of Moshe Rabbeinu. 
Right, Rashi brings down the beginning of the Devarim when Moshe Rabbeinu would go out in the desert. They were apikorsim. That's Lashon Rashi. They would say, "What is he coming out so early? Why is he going out so late?" Moshe cares about himself in the desert. There are lots of apikorsim. Like Rashi, that's the Lashon Rashi. They're apikorsim. There are people who criticize Moshe Rabbeinu who redeem the Jewish people. When we start the seder in less than two weeks, we say we're slaves in Mitzrayim. We were physically slaves, we were spiritually slaves. He redeems them, he brings them to Sinai, and yet, of course, even after. So this is a big eight Sahara. Uh, now and then. And the danger is, is that if you attack the rabbinate, I once saw, many, many, many years actually I heard this, that a following story says so an individual was abandoned, and um, you know, he, one time he saw a person walking over a bridge, and he mugged him. He mugged him. And uh, he, t- he took this guy's stuff. He started rummaging through it, and he threw his stuff and things he didn't want over the bridge. He told the guy get get lost, and it's, all of his stuff got lost. A couple of days later, a couple of days later, this bandit's daughter gets deathly ill. Deathly ill, and he says, well, "You know, he needs a doctor to help cure his daughter." This is you know, it's the 17th century. 18th century, he needs some kind of medicine, he needs some medical. You know, the doctors came to the houses. He said, Where, where's the doctor, the local doctor? And they, they sent for the best doctor in the area. And the doctor walks in, and he sees the girl, and then he looks at the guy. It was the bandits who had, who had mugged him two days earlier and, and thrown his stuff over the bridge. So the bandits very apologetic. She's <laughs> not going to help my daughter. You know, I'm very sorry. Could you help my daughter? She's dying. Please help my daughter. And the doctor looks at the daughter and he says to him, You know, um, I can't help you. He says, No, you have to help me. I can't help you. He says, I have, you have, you have, What do you mean you can't help me? You're the doctor. You have to help me. He says, You understand. I had the medicine for this kid, but two days ago you threw it over the bridge into the water. And in life, those who attack the rabbis in Torah, they lose the ability for Torah to help them and their, their children. Right? Perhaps the greatest punishment for those who disparage the sages is that, is that the, the children of those people, <laughs> if you grew up in a house where, 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 where Torah is, was ridiculed and sages are ridiculed, those children in that family are, are, are get lost spiritually. And there's no medicine for them anymore because they were poisoned from a young age against Torah. And if a person mocks sages, they themselves get cut off from the tree of life. That's why they lose an olam haba. The medicine that they need in this world to get to the next world is stolen from them. And therefore, the, what Chazar is saying, Apikaris, if you mock Moshe Rabbeinu, even if you go to him, you won't learn by him. You won't, you won't respect, you won't connect to the Torah of Maishra Rabbeinu. It's also, again, well, the reason the Aruch of Nasim Rome says it came from Epicurean because it's also, it's a way you rationalize it. If you don't want Torah mitzvahs, you'll, you'll knock the messengers. You'll, you'll knock the ambassadors of Torah. Uh, I, by the way, I don't, when I say Tamil Chacham here, it doesn't mean anyone who looks rabbinic. It means real Torah scholars. <laughs> I'll tell you. It means real, real, real legitimate Torah scholar, Torah scholars. 
Certainly, if you question the Torah, the efficient of Torah itself, the, the, the truth of Torah, or Divrei Seifrim, or especially rabbinic law, umalagleg afilu al davar echa medivrei Torah, medivrei Seifrim. Actually, um, the the individual uh, from Nazareth, assuming that he lived. Uh, if you follow what Chazal say, where the, where is the first thing he did? He's mivazat tamid chacham. There's a lack of kavod hatera. Actually, it, 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 again, I give very little credence to the Christian Bible, the New Testament, because it, is, there, it was all about a hundred years later. No eyewitnesses when it was written, but it's clear if you ever read it. Uh, and I have it was my bathroom reading in many hotels uh, uh, that they mocked the sages. He mocked the sages. Right, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, again, I'm not advocating this, by the way. I I deal with missionaries and all kinds, Jews. You can't imagine. So for me, it's it's, it's permissible. Um, but but you can you can look it up. But just he mocks age, and and certainly you know within 50 years um, uh, of Christianity, after they changed the laws of conversion the average Christian was suspect of Judaism, and within a hundred years, all of Christianity was assumed to be Gentile. If you meet a Christian, right, they're assumed to be Gentiles. If you're in Asia Minor somewhere, they're assumed to be Gentiles. If you look at the reform movement today, um, unfortunately, um, what started with, you know, attacks on the rabbinic, not rabbis, reformed didn't, weren't dealing with, till they met of Hirsch and Holdesheimer, they weren't dealing with very strong rabbis who were attacking them. But from the beginning, from David Friedlander and Israel Jacobson, who were students of Mendelssohn, going down, they attacked rabbinic Judaism, which meant that the sages of the Talmud, right, they attack that, and today, there's no connection to the world to come. <laughs> there's nothing there. They don't believe in the world to come, officially. You know, th- there's no connection. So when you attack the por- the portion of life, so, so that's talking about Jews who are far off. But in Torah, if you could have people wearing yarmulkes doing this, listen. When I was younger, I was at certain Shabbos tables. I was at the wild. You know, I heard the conversations. You know, you go. No, no today for the Shabbos table, no one's going to attack in front of me because you know I'm a rabbi. But they'll attack in a different country, you know, or a different place. You know, the rabbis in this place, they're all bad. They're all greedy. They're all, you know, Dan Riris, who is going to Yeshiva Esha Torah. So Nebuch, he told me, he, he met with a, a young Israeli girl. And what the first thing she tells him is that all rabbis are evil. Right? Bad. Evil. Now, this, where does this girl get that from? You know what? She, he told me that this girl, her two brothers are intermarried. And she's Sephardi. Not a Ashkenazi. Sephardi girl who grew up, who keeps somewhat kosher in her house. Hey, where did she get that from? She didn't grow up with that. I don't think she has any connection with any rabbi. She heard it from her parents. Her two brothers are intermarried already. What would happen if, if, if what would happen if she grows up in a house like that, and uh, and her or her parents were not happy that her brothers get intermarried? What would happen if uh, if the father would say, "Okay, I'm going to bring you to the rabbi. I'll speak to you about intermarriage." What would happen then? What do you think would happen? The rabbi, that evil person. The one with the fangs and the horns and who knows what else who just wants to, you know, what have you done to yourself? So we think about those, but you know, it's us. If we don't believe in Chazal, which is much more serious, by the way, you know, Chazal, the, the Chachmah Talmud, 
were, were most of what they said was from Sinai, and even what they, even what they made rabbinic had the law of Sanhedrin. Uh, you know, all anything that's in Shas is the law of Sanhedrin, which is which is Nimnu v'Gamru. Uh, so if you don't believe in that, you're going to cut yourself off. When you need Torah, it won't be able to help you. So it's, it's, it's not that when people say, my hundred Rabban, it seems a pretty harsh punishment, not that a portion of the world to come. You know, Apikoris, when you think about, when, when today in the vernacular, today in the vernacular, um, you know, people say Apikoris, that's almost the world, they don't, people don't say Min today. Right? Or, or, you know, a Min is a real a person who goes to another religion. And they don't say Mishumid so much today. Or, or, or you know, Min really is rejecting certain things. Mishumid is a little bit more, all right? You don't say, what do people say, not believer? What is the typical word they say? Of course, that became the word. That's the main word. Actually, I'll tell you an amazing story. Uh, the Satma Rebbe, I heard this from Lazar Stefanski, that's all. It was, it was a, a very big Tamar Chacham. It was a market show in the of Philadelphia. So he was a student of Baron Cutler. So he told me the following story. He said, the Satma Rebbe once said something, which Rebbe did not like at all. So he called him an Amaretz. He called the Satma Rebbe the Anamaretz. So the Satma Rebbe was, was hurt by Rabbanon. He was hurt that Rabbanon called him an Amaretz. So his Hasidim were trying to mollify him. So they said to the Satma Rebbe, this is Rebbe name, by Rabbanon, he calls people Amaretz. Like we call people Apikaris. <laughs> no, because Satma Rebbe, everything was Apikaris. You know, it's just the way they talk. He, he say, so don't be so upset. He's just calling you Amaretz. Like we call people Apikaris. Like some people call everyone Apikaris. That's the Satma Rebbe. So he does that. But there's certain mentalities that call a lot of people Apikaris. But a real Apikaris is this. This is what a real Apikaris is. An Apikaris is a person who rejects living rabbis, Chazal, rabbinic seifrim, Right, they don't believe that they mock the Talmud or whatever that is. Those people cut themselves, and it applies to Torah Jews. When you attack, well, if I listen to what it says, it's actually the Rambam. Pelayet is not making this up. The Rambam is the Gemaras, which the Rambam brings down. If you if you can, you know, if you're not embarrassed to do crazy things in front of a Torah scholar, if you would go in front of Chacham Avadi Yosef, and or or. Or, or, or Rav Shach, or Rav Kok, or Rav Lach of Armat, whoever your Rebbe is, your, your Rav is, somebody you respect, and you don't have enough decency to, to behave in front of them. It means you don't, you're not in awe of them. That's an Avazah Apikaris. Especially this. People are very, are very, are very, are very uh, you know, weak. And, and again, if a person in the fact with the Vitorah questions, the Vitorah, the, uh, or, or this one thing in the Gemara makes no sense. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. What Rabbi Kiva said is stupid. Rabbi Kiva said is stupid. <laughs> if Rabbi Kiva says it's stupid, then you have to give up. Then you can't trust Rabbi Kiva. Now you could say what we say in Yeshiva is Rabbi Kiva is You know what Shver means? I don't get it. It's hard for me to understand. But Rabbi Kiva, how do you talk, Rabbi Kiva? Rabbi Kiva, everything Rabbi Kiva says is a hundred percent truth. There are certain things which are esoteric, certain things which are difficult to understand. We're not spiritually attuned enough, but nothing Rabbi Kiva says is not emes. And if the Gemara rejects what Rabbi Kiva says, he still says it's truth. It's just that we don't follow Rabbi Kiva. But that's not ever the minute a Jew talks that way. Again, they're they're cutting themselves out from from, from life. From Chayim, from the Eitzah Chayim. Um, 
And you can hear people, they sit at the table eating their chulans. Oh, what a dumb thing this rabbi said. You know, again, I'm not saying anyone with the name rabbi, it doesn't mean they're... Uh, unfortunately today, there are yeshiva students that are bad apples. There are, I'll say this flat out, a minority out there of corrupt rabbis that is, or well-meaning but <laughs> misinformed people. Uh, anyone who's a gadol, anyone who is an accepted rabbinic figure, anyone who is a sincere rabbinic figure, uh, say anything of the sort, you know, uh, it, it's, it's next to the worst thing. When you hear of uh, unfortunate people, um, who succumbed to Yitzhahara, or were, were, listen, you, you don't have to go that far back. You know, you actually will go back far back. You know, you look at Chazal, you look at Yeravim ben Avat. <laughs> Yeravim ben Avat was head of Sanhedrin. You can look at Daig HaDaimi. You can look at certain people. There are, there are things what, what the sages point out. There were, there were always bad apples out there. So what happens then, and I'm saying this is impor- important because unfortunately there are bad apples. Uh, you know, not every yeshiva kid, yeshiva could, gives everyone the possibility to approve. But what happens is, is, you know, I actually once asked this to Asher Weiss from Eretz Yisrael. And you ever notice, by the way, that if, you, if someone's religious, does something wrong in Israel, how do the papers project the Yone? They paint them, you know, as another Jewish person or a religious person. That's something bad. Like, uh, if it's a rabbi, what do they do? Horrible. It's bad. Right. They'll focus on it. For sure. For they'll sure. jump all over it. But the New York Times will do the same thing. So I want to ask Russia why I say, you know, there's this idea of Tinik Shanishba. So I said, in Eretz Yisrael today, if you're living in Jerusalem, so much Torah around you. So many Tamid HaChamim around you. So many, it's not like you grew up, you know, if you find me, you meet a Jew, who grows up in San Francisco? I'm not joking about this, by the way. He grew up in a Jew in San Francisco, and he's Reform or less. So, there are a lot of tourists, yeshivas in San Francisco. Yeshivas, <laughs> you know, there are more homeless than, than tourist scholars there. Well, a lot more homeless, by the way. There are there are colorful people who have all kinds of crazy ideas over there, right? So, if you grew up like that in San Francisco, you're never exposed to anything. But if you're going up in Jerusalem. What do you mean? You have yeshiva, yeshivas, you have Torah, you have all kinds of yarmulkes and religious Jews. Like, how would you always say about people in Jerusalem? So if Asher Weiss told me, he said, you understand, these kids, for the time they're younger, they read newspapers, and they watch the news, and any time they could bash religion, that's what happens. So they're from, the, from youth, in their blood, they're poisoned. I told us to Shiran Koryat, and Shiran said 100%. That's how you grew up. You'd watch on the news, you hear it in the newspaper. So the people who do these things, who are legitimate, le- legitimate crooks or corrupt or do acts of moral turpitude, who are religious, they, the Chil Hashem, they'll have to give Cheshben. But the, these papers, these things, they will use that to damage people. Well, unfortunately, um, you know, people today, even you know, religious Jews, buy into this to an extent as well and they will knock all rabbis or all people or all things and you hear the conversation I remember down the block when I grew up there was a family that were religious light religious light and anytime this guy he would bash rabbis like, you know we're yarmulke bash rabbis bash you know and he was very proud of Israel and, and Judaism but bash I'm telling you I remember I was growing up as a kid uh, would you be surprised that his kids, none of them, really grew up religious, ended up staying religious? 
What do you think is going to happen if you do that? Why would you? Why would you? If you, if the if, if the people were representative, right? And the truth is, anyone who, uh, if you were like me, if you hung around people like Shmuel Kamenetsky and Revolba and Reverend Finkel, you would appreciate Godless and Torah. But but these people don't even don't have any exposure to it very often, and they bash and they cut people off. Uh, and so for us, you have to have, we have to learn to have tremendous. Covered for for Rabbanim. And by the way, so you take to yourself, oh, you have certain Hasidic groups. The Hasidim, by the way, by the Rabbi, woo, you should say, godless. Hey, Rabbi Vah Yosef was a Hasidic Rabbi also, by the way, Menasha. For Svarim, he was, I remember when I was in Israel, he was a Rabbi. Mamish, when I was in, in 1988, 1999, Rabbi was a Rabbi. And by the Bells of Rabbi, amazing. And, and certain yeshivas, you know, where you go there, but there's still a Yitzhar for other Rebbe's. My Rebbe! You, you, know, you talk to a Chabanik, you say one bad thing about you, the bells are Rebbe, you talk to a Belzer, you talk to a Svarti, you say a bad word about Yosef. So they're very careful, they're Rebbe. What well, best one else is Rebbe? <laughs> I'm not joking, by the way. You appreciate what Bavazat Tamil Chacham is. It's not just your Rebbe or Rabbi, it's what, what a Gavel is, what a, what a Rav is. You know, I remember when I was in Israel, a certain split in a, in a group, and I asked, I mean, I had no idea. They, the same people, for their rabbi, their rabbi would be so defensive, stand up, jump up, you know, you know, saying, Yeshama, whatever they want to say, Susharim, Yamim, Yamim, Melech, Taisif, Shota, Kavada, Torah. The other rabbi, ugh. That, nothing less, Apikarsis. Means if you don't appreciate, you, of course, you, everyone should look at their Rosh Hashiva, their Rebbe, their Rabbi is great. That's that's a good, that's healthy. But by doing that, you denigrate one other. That's apicorsis. That is apicorsis. It means you don't appreciate that. Uh, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's your Rebbe you appreciate. It's, that's not you appreciate. It's your connection. What about uh, uh, God's call Yisrael? That's the Jewish people. And a person who ends up being apicorsis. It's considered perik oil. He's taking off the yoke of Torah. Kaifer be'iker is rejecting that God gave the Torah to the Jewish people and to like saucer. This is again. Listen to the language. You're killing your own medicine. There's no medicine for you. But this Shlomo says that anyone who comes into the world of apikorsis, there's a, it's a path of no return because the people who can motivate you to come back. You've cut your you've cut your ties to, you've denigrated you've denigrated. and therefore the Gemara says it actually is minus, which is a rejection of God itself. Chaval says the Peliates. Al demishtachim Hashem berach mevyachter chatira. Hashem chaval demishtachim. These people will be lost. They're lost. They're lost from Torah. The children become lost. They they're they're not motivated to come back. Uh, to come back. Uh, they become scoffers and latesim, right? They become and they, and, and they become people who make Hashem's name bad to all of Klal Yisrael. Become bloggers and who knows what else. Hashem Barak, and there's bloggers on the internet. And there's bloggers at Shabbos tables. Hashem Barachmo Yachter Chatiru Mitachas, because really they blocked the way to come back to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem Barach, Hashem with His mercy should dig a Chatira, a tunnel. 
Tachas Kisei Kavod Lahachsim B'Tshuva Shleima. Hashem should allow all these people Hapayshim Amo Yisrael Lotava. Not not one Jew, not one Neshama from Yisrael should ever be lost. Amen. Kain Yehi Ratzon. Next, we're going to talk about professions.